Hi teachers, I'm Carly Walton and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, a show where you'll find tips and strategies for growing your music studio. I'm all about helping you automate your business, have growth through social media channels, and teach with the best online tools. Welcome, happy Monday. I hope you have an exciting week ahead of you, wherever you are, wherever you're listening. I'm so happy you're tuning in to learn more about teaching online or finding ways to be a better business owner. I know that the time you commit to doing some professional development around your business will always, always pay you back. I think time is the best investment. I wanted to let you know about a free marketing checklist that's available on my website that you can go and download today if you haven't already. This is a marketing checklist that I did last year with Tim Topham. We collaborated and created an extensive checklist of free marketing for studio owners. In the list, you'll find quick and easy methods for advertising your studio and hopefully acquiring new students quickly. To download your copy of this checklist, go to teachmusic.online forward slash marketing. Paul Serafin has 60 plus all online students. Yes, you heard me right, 60 plus. I think he said like 63. His main instrument is guitar and he teaches the Suzuki method. Paul is also a member of our Teach Music Online community and he's created a music app called Music Nest. I wanted to invite Paul to this interview for a few different reasons. I think teachers need to hear about this amazing tool that he's created. And I think that it's a unique way for you to create lesson assignments for your students. It's different from other tools I've seen out there that do this do a similar thing. He's he's added some really unique features that make it so easy to assign make assignments during your lessons. He also has the biggest heart. He has an incredible background as a musician, and he just has a lot of wisdom to share around running a successful online studio. Enjoy my interview with Paul Serafin. Hey, Paul, thanks for joining me today. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Carly, doing, doing well. Uh, appreciate being here. Thank you so much. So you've been a member of our Teach Music Online membership for a little while. And as soon as you joined, we learned all about this amazing program and software that you are building, that you've built for yourself and for teachers everywhere. So I'm excited to talk all about it. Can you tell us a kind of a summary of what you've created in a few sentences for those listening who haven't heard yet of Music Nest? Yeah. So. Uh, Music Nest is a software that is designed to um, maximize our efforts to share um, to share notes, uh, uh, different media files um, as quickly as possible during the session so that we're not interrupted. We don't want to interrupt the magic of the lesson flow and um, certainly online that's all the more important. So um, that's a very, very brief nutshell of what, what the app is about. When you've been building this, what were some of the problems you wanted to solve for teachers? Um, well, you know, we started this. Uh, Dave uh, Dave Nespoli is my uh, is my partner in, in crime in this. Um, um, it, when we started it, it was before the pandemic, so there wasn't like, you know, we weren't looking for some some new market or anything like that. It was just about uh, seeing the problem that. Um, you know, that I faced, other music teachers faced, that um, was really about all the resources that we have to share, all the little notes, like little nuances, individualized types of um, um, information that we wanted to share with students 
so that dur during home practice they would have the best outcomes. Um, you know, like there was nothing great out there that could do that in a way that didn't feel distracting or clunky, um, you know, or just too much all about itself that it wasn't serving the purpose. Um, mm. So that was a problem. Yeah. And, you know, it it's neat that you started that before the pandemic without realizing how necessary it would be for teachers being online to be able to convey information, you know, via the web because we wouldn't even see students in person. Tell us about when you had to transition online as a teacher, how did that go for you? Was it your first time being online with your students in, I guess, March of 2020? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost three I years ago. Back to that, you know, I had, this is so silly, but you know, this, um, the school district, so I was, I was working in Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska at the time um, in person, and I had only just barely dabbled. I mean, I, th I think I had mm -hmm. used Skype, you know, or FaceTime. It was really super low tech. I didn't have any of my overhead cameras, which are, you know, super, you know, or the lighting or any of that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but, you know, I was just really fortunate because I really, I always was the guy who knew technology, like of all my music teaching friends, they'd always, always ask me the questions and stuff. So I kind of nerded out on all the equipment and, and like just thinking about the modality, like, like how do I connect with my student now that we're looking at a screen and stuff. But I did really didn't have much experience. Um, it was literally, there was a, the, what, what they call the spring break. I had built a bunch of cool new stuff in my studio, like, you know, like nice, brought in some new, nice fancy furniture and then bam, we all went online. And I have not, um, aside from a couple of exceptions, I, I haven't taught, you know, very few exceptions. I, I haven't taught in person since, it's been all online. We pivoted wow. the entire, I pivoted the entire studio and I've been really fortunate, super fortunate that my students have, have in large part stuck with it and actually really appreciated and enjoyed learning with me as we've gone along. Oh, good for you. That's, you know, some teachers couldn't wait to go back to in person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you felt like you were able to be as effective online where, were there some tweaks you made to feel like you were, you were still able to convey, you know, your methods. Yeah. There, there were trade-offs, you know, I'm, a. uh, I'm a Suzuki method teacher, which, uh, you know, like that brings up different things to different people. But, you know, a lot of folks, particularly, um, you know, colleagues in the method were very much turned off by the use of technology. And, and I don't want to generalize, but, you know, uh, most of us were really wanting to get back into in-person teaching. And so I'm, I'm really an outlier in that regard because I thought, you know, this is – um, there's lots of things we can do here, but, but, um, the, I think the big loss is the kinesthetic connection, you know, like for my kinesthetic learners, I, I, you know, I used to go like, just do little things like tap on a finger, you know, lightly, or, you know, you can't do that. But, um, I found, and I, I this is just an audio, right? This isn't going to be a video recording as well. Is it? It is a video uh, recording. Oh, okay. So you can so show I, us. Yeah. I was going to show you. So I found that and I've been wanting to do this for years. But, and I'll move my microphone out of the way here. Um, I found that I could do things, I could visually present wow. things in a way that was what much more convenient and easy for my students. You know, you can see all my fingers 
uh, all the strings and all that stuff. And there, there was some OBS wizardry that had to happen to make this happen. <laughs> but, um, but now, um, uh, I still have a lot of students in Anchorage, Alaska, so I, I visit quarterly for an in-person lesson and recital, which is great. Wow, quarterly! Wow. Or, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big lift, but, but I do like going back, so it's that helps. Um, and uh, uh, you know, so I'll go there, and like my students, I, I'm so used to teaching visually now, um, but then they don't have the overhead camera anymore, and so I'll notice like, oh, this is a lot harder to teach. I have to like change so some of it's just about understanding my students uh, right. um, teaching uh, or learn educational um, needs and then just adjusting and then adjusting my whole outlook as well you know that that top-down view that's kind of flipped is so neat because you know as I'm looking down at my hands I'm just looking at what you just showed me and I could you just can create that immediately versus if you're sitting in front of a teacher and having to kind of, you know, like that seems right. really, really effective. Yeah, I, I, I found it's like my students have really gotten used to it and they like it, you know, uh, for the most part. So yeah, I've been, um, I've been really grateful to um, have, have something yeah. to, to teach them with, you know. I think teachers listening and watching should be always looking for creative ways to make that um, connection with the student or the, the way we communicate a little bit mm -hmm. easier. And the top-down camera for anyone that hasn't tried them yet, I mean, no matter what instrument you teach, having a different angle can be so effective. You know, for piano, it's the top down at the fingers. I talked to Sebastian yesterday in our, who's in our membership, he's a guitar teacher, and he just yeah. added, he just added, um, I don't even know how he did it, but it's a MIDI light, lights, for his mm -hmm. piano so mm -hmm. <laughs> you can see as he's playing scales there's lights that follow his fingers up the piano and back down just as like right. another step of where are his hands on the piano it's really neat what you can do that that's a great idea yeah i've i've um even you know with instructional videos i thought um you know there's i, I want to find a software that can identify where my fingers are and color code them you know mm -hmm. those kinds of things um, just again, we, we can't like the kinesthetic connection can't be there unless I have a parent, you know, like that's mm -hmm. going to tap the kid's fingers next to him, which, which is great. But, um, but you know, there's so many visual and auditory things we can enhance. And, um, you know, for most, for most students, that's, that, that'll more than bridge the gap, you know? I think. Yes, I think so. I think so. So I want to come back to Teach Music Online. I, I would love to hear how you found the membership. Um, was it through our yeah. webinar, recent webinars? You know, I think, I mean, this is, you know, 20, March 2020, right? Like, I think all of us were just like, oh, my goodness, and just like looking for anything that we could find, like resources, like, you know, and, um, you know, like ideas and all that stuff. And I have... So I'm part of a, a small Facebook group um, for Alaska independent music teachers and um, another teacher in there. Um, Is it Mark? Yes, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, he happened to already be a member. And I think just because I was connected to him through that group and then he was connected to you guys, I don't know how that Facebook ad algorithms work or whatever, mm -hmm. but somehow I either saw an ad or I did a search and I found you guys. And, you know, I've been, I've been like 
checking you guys out and like, you know, <laughs> tiptoeing around it and stuff. You know, there's lots of stuff out there. And um, uh, mostly I, I, I waited to dive in mostly just because, uh, gosh, it was, I, you know, I've just been working quite a bit. And, yeah. you know, like you're like, okay, I need to think for future and I want to um, – I had uh, I talked to Anna when she she helped onboard me, you know, mm -hmm. and um, she uh, you know I was telling her one of my big goals is I'd like to uh, I'm on I'm really on the West Coast right now and I'd like to spread more towards the East Coast so I can be teaching when my kids are in school, you know. Yes. Um, I mean, you know how it is. Like as a music teacher, where I mean, I'm working till nine p.m. You know, and my kids are like all all in bed already. You know, so yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's a future goal, you know? Yes. To start shifting your schedule up if you can. Yeah. If you could find mm -hmm. East coast students who are home, but it, you, you could start teaching at noon instead of three or you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, totally. And there's, there's homeschool associate and all that stuff that, you know, that's, you know, finding those students is great, but, yeah. um, but just trying to, you know, be ahead of the, um, of the, of the curve, so to speak, and what, what happens with the market and my t studio and all that stuff. So, yes. Well, I would love to hear, because this is helpful to me, what kind of your first impressions of our membership were as you, when you first joined and as you've been going through content or attending calls. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, um, gosh, who was it alluded to, alluded to it? He's, um, super friendly guy, teaches piano. Is it Richard Bosworth? Yeah, Richard. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I don't know why his name escaped me, but um, so uh, you know, Richard. You know, he he mentioned you know like a lot of stuff you can learn if you if you're just gonna like super sleuth it out and spend hours like hundreds of hours on you know <laughs> Google. You know, but to have the community that's connected to a consolidate like where it's all all the information is consolidated and it's growing and it's adapting and it's and it's it's being added to because of the community, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, uh, you know, to be, to be honest, um, my first experience with the Suzuki community was, was like, it was so welcoming and everyone was like supportive and positive of each other. And I really loved that about that. Like, turns out there's pockets of different communities within that big community that, that aren't always like that. But, but that's also what attracted me to, uh, you know, as soon as I signed up into, uh, to, uh, for for TMO and um, you know and Anna was a big part of that too because I got to meet her before you know really diving in and I I don't know if I told you but so she it turns out so now I don't live in Anchorage Alaska anymore I live in Coeur d'Alene Idaho I hope that's yes. okay to say on the podcast yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know it so we're talking and talking about <laughs> teaching on the West Coast and she says she lives in Idaho and I say oh I you know my wife grew up here in Idaho and we, we just moved here and like, oh, what's it? Oh, Coeur d'Alene, you know? Well, it turns out, you know, like, like, you know, like a couple days later, you know, I'm walking my kids, I'm walking my kids into school and there's Anna. <laughs> so our kids go to the same, you know, elementary school. That's, that's crazy, you know? Oh, it yeah, is. I mean, totally that small, that makes know? the world feel very small. It definitely does. Yeah. Like the, the first person who you meet, you know, on a call is actually in your town. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. Was, it. It was great. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you felt that same sense of community in, inside there. I think that that's true. The combined experiences when you have hundreds of teachers experiencing different challenges with tech or with students or with methods or marketing, and then we bring them together. It's amazing the power of that. Like yesterday, we just right. had the question or two days ago, 
what, how did you acquire your most recent students? And there's like 35 teachers in there sharing how they got their recent students and how it, how it happened and where they marketed. And it's like, that is really a priceless uh, education to bring. And, and it's so niche as well, because it's everybody that's just doing this online or mostly doing it online. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's kind of interesting because like when you have a community where um, everyone that uh, everyone works together and you kind of trust each other to kind of support each other in, in a way like the whole tide rises, you know, and like the experience for the students mm -hmm. is much better, um, you know, and, and, and that's weird because sometimes I, I don't I shouldn't say it's weird. It's sometimes it's a little bit of an outlier because a lot of experiences I've had teaching, you know, um, outside of some of these good communities, communities I've mentioned, um, like, you know, it can be kind of hostile or competitive or whatever. Mm. And, and uh, so this is, yeah, it's nice. And it's nice not to feel alone either, you know? I mean, that's a big part of it is just, you sit here and you stare at a computer screen for six or eight hours a day, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that can be pretty brutal, you know? Yes, it can be exhausting. And now you have other mm -hmm. friends who do the same thing. <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 and you can kind of like, air grievances and frustrations yeah. and solutions and you know just not not by yourself so yes that's, that's a big part of it well i'd love to jump back over to music nest i've been thinking awesome. about how you applied it to your studio where you have all these students i would love to hear what kind of feedback you got from students when you switched over to this method of assignments yeah so feedback has been really overwhelmingly positive you know um it's uh and i know i'm supposed to say that probably you know like if i'm pushing you know like hey check out our app but no seriously it's it's been uh the kids have loved you know everyone's got a smartphone on them you know or a tablet or a computer and as much as we you know uh, we're a little more accustomed to it as online teachers but it, you know as much as educators like are like oh i don't want you on the screen all the time there's certain uses that are just so wonderful you know and i think um i'm gonna Maybe I can share an example since yeah. we are doing the screen, you know, and I know folks that saw the uh, um, saw the meeting earlier in the week already saw this, but this is, um, oh, that's the teacher view. Hold on. Um, so this is the student view that I'm going to be pulling up and it's just a like concise, quick heads up with notes, like card view of all the assignments or pieces that a student's working on right so yeah students have liked that because they just they one click and i can see what my teacher expects of me mm. um and i'm accountable to all these items i mean they're right there you know um of course you know you can have like uh you can you can have a notebook you know but a notebook doesn't necessarily uh contain all the audio assets or videos or or you know PDFs and things like that. So these each of these cards expands so that you can slower slower speed up the playback, and then there's the PDFs or whatever you know. Yes, are uh, that listening sources. audio that you have, have attached into that card mm -hmm. is it yeah. is it something you recorded or where are you getting that audio from? Well, so I have done the work of recording all of the the, the library sent. Yes, and that is doable through the app, like when you're using it, you can record it um, through whatever microphone you're using. Um, it, you know, in session, it's a little clunky to try to do that. So I, I do that all pre, but 
um, I, what I've asked teachers, anything that's being shared, um, you need to at, at very least do the uh, diligence of making sure you've, you've purchased every single bit of material and then your students have as well. Mm. You know, that's, that's, that's a big thing, you know, like copyright is, 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 is a, is a rat's nest, especially in today's day and age, especially for us online music teachers, you know, the law is trying to adapt and try, mm -hmm. you know, try to uh, watch out for um, uh, content producers and um, also watch out for educators, you know, because we're not here to make money off of this stuff, you know, yeah, um, and we want to do things the right way. So that's, that's uh you know and 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 when you first sign into it and, and use it, it it has it has you know that that banner that says hey you're responsible you need to make sure not yes. only not only as a um uh, uh the word escapes me but uh, you want to be a good I, example to your yeah, students yeah. but also just uh practically and legally you need to make sure that you you guys have both parties have purchased this and this is just a medium through which you can access information, if that makes yes. sense. Yes, oh, it totally makes sense. I mean, I think of, gosh, growing up and the, the the struggle for a teacher who teaches like 40 kids in choir to get copies for all the students. But right. my, my choral directors were such good examples of that. So when I started teaching piano, I always made sure my students had copies. And I think nowadays with a lot of digital content, either you can buy a studio license or they're not, they're pretty inexpensive. So I think teachers can avoid that um, I maybe dilemma with a parent if they just explain it beforehand. Like you can expect right. either you can pay that to me upfront, like $50 at the beginning of the year and I will buy their materials or just expect to spend an additional X amount so that you're not like, oh, maybe I should just, you know, it could be so easy to just send this photo over be so much easier for them just avoid it <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that's it's important you know that we're stating that in particular you know being explicit about it because um it, you know no one intends I, not many of us intend to to, uh, to do any harm but you know it's it's also important that we're just diligent about it you know oh yeah and I think also I'm just realizing it's setting a good example for your students as well, because right. there's all kinds of ways to steal stuff online right now <laughs> with how sure. available things are. Right. Yeah. And my sense, you know, like just having worked in the technology is that, you know, our our legal system and the institutions that sell the content and everybody, everybody in that whole equation, I think there's... Um, there's there's a massive shift happening, you know, um, in the way that that stuff is monitored, and the way that um, um, the way that everything is 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 made fair. And so I think it'll be a lot easier and clearer to I think there'll be clearer and easier avenues to go about that as as uh, you know as we develop into the 21st century. Yes, my feeling. Yeah, and there's some great resources. You know, I'm thinking of the Alfred subscription where you can get access to more materials or or imslp.org you know having mm -hmm. access to public domain materials is an amazing resource as well for right. teachers so just finding having that integrity is a great way to set up your studio right. i am wondering if you can explain you know we're probably going to have some listeners who haven't visually seen 
um, Music Nest and how it's laid out. But tell us about, I think that the way you've organized cards is unique because I've looked at quite a few apps that also have a similar like lesson assignment system. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. why, Why did you choose to make it in cards versus just like line item assignments? Well, I think mostly just because it's um, the the heads up appeal of just being able to look really quickly and understand I have this many items. I have seven items I have and, um, you know, they're color coded so that I know the type of assignment that I'm working on. Um, some people don't find that necessary. I, I love it. Um, and then the ability on the card to have additional information like the notes. Um, you know, and the types of resources that are attached to the card and uh, right. all that stuff. It's it's just it's meant to like give you the the uh, bit the I don't want to say best bang for your buck, but you know, like in terms of energy and effort, you get the most <laughs> out of just being able to glance at it really quick. And that's helpful. You know, I you know I hate to admit it, but um, you know I teach about sixty about sixty five students a week, and I cannot always remember exactly where a student's at. Like I, I oh. you know, I, I'm pretty good at it, but sometimes I, you know, like one student gets kind of mixed up with another. And um, if I, as soon as I open up their session, like I can go, oh, that's right. Yeah, measure 10, we were having trouble with the fingering right, right there, you know. And then it's an immediate reminder to, to me without, you know, it just takes a second glance. And so that's why the cards are visually represented that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also just because um, as from the teacher view, um, you know, we have a certain type of progress tracking built into this where, um, and the colors, I, I nerded out about this, like the colors <laughs> get darker as, the, as it goes farther down, you know, like I, um, that's really I have cool. mine set up. So I've got preview, you know, we're just barely looking at it, maybe just doing an exercise working these are current pieces that we're really diving into review um, if i want to bring something back from old and then mastered is not an open category it's just you drag the card down like if i wanted to drag it into master now it's disappeared but i can open that back up and see what what we all did if i need to you know um and so oh, again that's, so that's great. quick visual reference to what's going on and I think you mentioned one of the um, reasons you wanted to create it was so that you could quickly create assignments during the lesson. Is that true? So that you're not having to spend time after the lesson putting notes in. Right. Well, so any of these cards, I, I think this software works best if you if you've kind of thought about your teaching materials, like if you've really if you've really invested a lot of time organizing the library not all of us think like that but um but having it all organized means it's just so quick to just tap and add real quick Mm -hmm. to the session um and but you know of course it's like super important to be able to just add something new that you've never worked on because of course that happens you know um and so the way i have mine organized if i was going to do that i've got you can see on the bottom here i've got built in session built in session uh, file there. So I click on that and then, um, you know, then I, you know, I can write that. Sorry, I'm going to use my keyboard here. Um, I don't know. Twinkle, twinkle, um, little beatbox. I don't know. Some weird, you know, maybe new thing that we've created or whatever. 
So then I can add that, and then that gets automatically added to the library, and then I've got the card there too. And then if I want to awesome. invest more time into it later, like, hey, I'm going to use this with lots of students. Let's develop this. Let's put some or other resources into it. Um, then I can do that, you know? Okay. Okay. So cool. Well, tell us, uh, tell teachers who are new to you and this product where they can find it um, yeah. and where they can get, yeah, downloaded and so that they can jump on after this, after they listen and check it out. Oh, sure. Yeah. So can I, if I drop something in the chat, will that show up for people post? That will not show up. You can just send me the links and I'll put them under the video or I'll put them in the show notes after. Okay, yeah. Well, and so just so anyone that's just listening to this, um, the, the web address is app.musicnest, one word, dot .io. Okay. App.musicnest.io. And that's okay. where you can just sign up for an account and, um, you know, the uh, you know the instructions for, for starting everything up is there. And, of course, you know, I, I, I would love to help, especially anyone in our TMO community, but even, uh, you know, outside of that, if, if, if folks are – wanting help knowing how to organize uh, this is one on my to-do list is to <laughs> is to is to create youtube videos for organizing sure. um your libraries in in music nest um but in the meantime if anyone wants any help i'm i'm happy to uh connect and maybe do a zoom call or whatever so yes well thank you so much i will link i'll, I'll put your email in the show notes and underneath the video and the link so that anyone that has questions i don't want to bombard you with questions though. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully they come on a steady flow because we just heard you have 60 plus students <laughs> <laughs> well it's 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 them it's probably more my my four kids that that are that yeah. make it harder but How so old are don't your take kids? it personally if it takes a couple <laughs> days for me to get back to you um so my kids uh we, we have my my oldest is almost 13 she's gonna be i'm gonna have a teenager oh. um and uh then 11 year old lucy so it's pearl and then lucy and then um and then my twins uh cody and haven are six. Oh, cute so yeah, fun so. so they just did they just start kindergarten or are they in first grade they just started kindergarten which um actually allowed my wife to go back uh to grad school this year so she's really? you know we are running a very tight ship these days you know? yes you are gosh yeah that is a lot to that is a lot to manage wow well that's that's so cool though that she can go back what is she studying speech language pathology Okay, cool. And she's killing it, by the way. She got, well, never mind. I, I kind of want to brag about life, but that's not the purpose of the podcast. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. That's really great. That's really great. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for sharing all the information. And yeah, I, congrats yeah. on building such a thriving studio and being able to teach so many students online. I think those listening are always you know, reminded when they hear those stories because some of them aren't online at all yet. Or yeah. maybe they took some time off and they're like, should I go back online or should I go in person? And they're kind of in this limbo. And it, it gives them confidence to hear that you've been successful doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I you know, tell you what, I'm grateful for it. And, and, I'm, and I'm grateful for the community that uh, kind of supports all of us doing better and doing well. You know, I think yes. that's really important. Oh, well, thank you. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> Yeah, you bet, Carly. It's it's and it's it's good to it's good to meet you. You know, I've seen all your videos, but it's good to actually talk with you. And, and meet yes. You. So that's if you've been frustrated with online teaching or feeling discouraged about how slow it feels to grow your studio, then I would love to invite you to join me inside the Teach Music Online membership. 
Our online membership includes multiple courses helping you with your tech, marketing systems, scheduling and payments, new student onboarding, engagement tactics, scheduling, and so much more. All of this so that you can finally feel excited and confident in what you're building as a music teacher. With hundreds of video lessons, twice monthly live coaching calls, and a thriving, optimistic community, we are here to get you where you want to be. We now also offer additional courses, including Course Creator for Musicians and Studio Website Builder. To join us today, head over to teachmusic.online, and I can't wait to see you there.